Welcome to another episode of This Catholic Life, conversations about life's ups and downs, big and small, how we deal with every situation imaginable, whatever life throws at us, but still manage to be sensible, practical, and joyful. Today's show is about sadness, conversation about sadness, so about the different forms of sadness, the ups and downs, and uh, perhaps some good sides of silver linings, if you like, of sadness. Mm. I'm Peter Holmes, and today I'm joined by Ryan box our resident <laughs> geek and artist. Hi, Welcome, Peter. Ryan. Thank you. I threw in the artist bit there, well, firstly, because you're an artist and that's obvious, <laughs> but the second reason is is that often you see some of the most eloquent expressions of sadness, anger, things like that, mm-hmm. uh, come through in art. Yes. And I, I mean, you can describe sadness, but it doesn't quite capture it in the way that uh, a particularly good art piece of art can really grab sadness. Going through the process as an artist myself, there's a lot of reflection that really goes into things like the composition and the colors and, and the, the vibrancy or the, you know, how washed out an image is, different aspects that I think that communicate in ways that words can't. I think just as music can, I think, that, that aspect of creativity. Yeah, exactly. I remember when Adele first burst onto the scene and she sang um, Someone Like You mm. and she actually cried in the middle of it and, yeah. it and it actually added to the impact of the song. Mm. Mm the fact that she couldn't actually quite sing it. It was yeah. so emotional for her. It was it was really powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the sadness thing communicated. But we're getting we're getting a little bit into art here. Let's bring it back <laughs> bring to the sadness back. thing. Yeah. Art will become important in how we deal with sadness. Mm. Let's try and define sadness. Sadness seems to be when we feel a loss mm. and and we regret that loss. We we're hurt by that loss. I'm sad that I don't have a friend. I'm sad that my father died. I'm sad that I didn't. My team didn't win the football. You know, there's a kind of a a negative emotion, a loss of something, a lack of something. When something we hoped for didn't come about, or something we dearly loved has been lost, or perhaps in some way damaged, we feel an emotion associated with that. Often, it translates itself very quickly into other emotions, into kind of. Um, although sometimes people translate it into anger mm. that they're. Extreme sadness can translate into anger. They want to lash back at what made them sad. I wonder if we could explore the sadness thing. Now, we often associate sadness with things like depression, but that's not the same thing. Depression is a clinical state where where it's difficult to come out of a a downer, Mm. whereas sadness itself can be a a very healthy and positive emotional response to bad situations. We keep hearing people say, come on, guys, it's not unmanly to cry. Mm. Men can cry and that's okay. Now, as many times as they say that to me, my conditioning from my childhood <laughs> sort of comes at me and goes, no, no, don't be seen. Yeah. And because I'm a contrary so-and-so, I deliberately don't cover my tears when I'm with my kids. Mm. i watching Disney and I'm crying for goodness sake. <laughs> but the, the point is, is that sadness can be a good thing. In fact, I think Bishop Fisher said in, in our um, Ethics of COVID podcast, if something has happened, if Aunt Maud or someone has died and we cared about her and we're sad, mm. that's not a mental illness. That's appropriate, healthy response right. to a tragedy. Mm. And if I've been locked in the house for 10 months for COVID and I feel sad about that, that's not unhealthy. That's not mental illness. That's normal because it's not normal to be locked in a house for 10 <laughs> months. <laughs> and we're responding to something which is abnormal, mm. which is wrong, which has deprived us of so many good things, right. and we feel bad about it. And it's proper 
to feel that way. I think that all comes down to what it is to be human. You know, we're social creatures. And so when part of that sociability, part of that being a social person is missing, whether someone's passed away or something or moved away, it's natural to feel sad. We, we tend to strive for excellence. So when we fail at something, it's natural to feel sad. Um, it doesn't mean that we don't then use it to improve or use it to become better people or to learn lessons. But I think trying to cut yeah. sadness out of our lives is a, uh, is a very dangerous thing. How could you measure happiness if you didn't have sadness? Right. Now, I'm not trying to say we should be super sad so we can be super happy, hmm. but if you didn't have the downtimes and if you didn't feel the loss, you couldn't truly feel the goodness of being with someone. So when I um, finally caught up with certain friends and relatives after we got let out of the cages of COVID, <laughs> when I finally got to hug you know, hmm. dear friends and, and, and family, the the joy of that was so much more than the ordinary joy that we would have had yeah. in the normal situations, yeah. precisely because of the extended sadness in between. Yeah. And when we think about even the joy of heaven, we think about being reunited, being um, all you know. Literally, heaven is defined um, in terms of lack of sadness. Yeah. No more tears. No more crying. No more suffering. Yeah. You know, all these things. So, in a sense, the sadness shows as an awareness that there's something more, mm. an awareness that we're deprived of something. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a there's a Gautier song, um, someone I used to know, and he has this line in it which intrigues me. He says, you can be addicted to a certain kind of sadness. Oh. And there, there's a temptation in that to, like there's a feeling of sadness which is so intense mm. and it's why we really, really like sad songs, like yeah. those songs that are long yeah. ballads that really make us cry. <laughs> okay, I'm guilty. They're, they're actually enjoyable, <laughs> and it releases endorphins. It releases mm. the you know the mm. dopamine hit, everything, if we cry. And people like sad movies. They like watching them because you can indulge <laughs> in the emotion without suffering any of the consequences yeah. Yeah. of the actual It's very actions. cathartic. It is very cathartic, but it also there's an, a, is a danger. Whenever there's something good like that, our emotions react to something like that, It we can become... Uh, like addicted to the feeling mm. of it. And uh, there are some people who like to be sad because it's a, an emotion they understand. Yeah. And happiness is dangerous for them because oh. it's been shattered in some ways. Too bright, colourful. <laughs> yes, yes. Or they just don't know how to be. Mm. Like, mm. Yeah. I mean, I know the kids in my school who had decided they could never be cool because they'd been told so many times by the bullies often felt sad all the time because that was the mode they knew and it was okay. You could dress, you know, somberly and be sad. Mm. But if you were happy, there was, they didn't know how to act. They didn't know how to be. They didn't know, I'm always going to be uncool and someone's going to mm. pick on me. I'm going to go back to sadness. Why not I just stay here? Yeah. What do you think we get from sadness? I think sadness allows us uh, a more robust and wider life view and experience. It allows us to view things from a standpoint of another person. Uh, you know, we look at empathy, we look at things like that, where because of what we gone, we've gone through or what someone else has gone through, we can understand each other. I think sadness helps us in everything that makes us human, so long as we treat it in a healthy way. 
We don't try to downplay it. We don't try to indulge in it too much. <laughs> you know, there's something healthy in it. As you say, it's, it's a natural thing. Um, I'm no expert, but uh, having dealt with so many things in my life that has led to sadness and feelings of depression, um, I'm, I was enriched by those things. I wouldn't wish them on my worst enemy, but those things no, helped that's me right. yeah. uh, when, when it came to ministry or when it came to speaking to people who were in their, in their own sadness. Mm. That's an important point you make there, that things that make, in, in saying the advantages of sadness or, the, or the, um, the benefits of sadness, we're trying to, I think Abraham Joshua Heschel, a Jewish scholar, put it best when he said, um, the person who hasn't suffered, what does he know? <laughs> There's a certain knowledge of, of experience. Mm. When you have experienced certain kinds of sadness, you become able to empathise with others who have had that same sadness right. or something similar. Mm. Uh, in fact, there's a desire. There's almost like a, a strong communion with people who suffered that way. I know that when my son was first born with quite critical conditions mm. and we were going through the, the angst and, the, and the, the, the fear of it, Lots of people showed up to talk to us and try and mm. empathise with us, but unfortunately the instinct of human beings is to then share their story, which demonstrates that they yeah. have, in fact, experienced sadness too. And at the time I wasn't wasn't ready to take on lots more sadness mm. from their life. I was, I was full up, thanks. <laughs> but they were trying to demonstrate there's an, uh, there was an empathy there that mm. they, had, they had, in fact, had experiences which – help them to empathise, and they were trying to say, I, I feel you, I, I get you. And we do tend to go to someone who knows the sadness. Like if you're experiencing a sadness which isn't common, mm. something that's not across the board, um, I recently uh, struggled with something to do with uh, my studies, and it's quite a – there's not too many people in the, in the situation I'm in, and so I had to look hard for someone who's been in that situation mm. who might understand that particular struggle. So we tend to look for the people who understand us, and often there's good things that come out of suffering like that. But it's a very dangerous thing to say, oh, this is something God gave you as a gift oh. so that you became a better youth worker boss no, or something no. like that. I, I feel like I want to. You know, slap someone on the head yeah. if they say that because, yeah. you, like you're saying, God split my parents no, up so that I can become a better marriage counselor or no. something. Yeah, go away. It's this. That's not it. No, God doesn't do evil, and, yeah. and he and certainly we don't do evil to achieve no, good. Definitely not. But sadness itself, the response to bad things, the response to loss, the response to uh, tragedy, can in fact shape us into someone who appreciates goodness mm. more, who who looks to be there for people who are also suffering right. that sadness. And I don't know, I, I, someone said something to me once about crying. I, I still had a hang-up about crying as a man because that was the way I was raised. But they said, tears, I was crying for someone who had died. Mm. And they said, tears are liquid love. Mm. You should never be ashamed of tears when they are shed in honour of someone else's suffering mm. or the loss of someone. Tears are liquid love. Do not be ashamed of giving your love in physical form in that way. You pour that love without shame. And also it becomes a strength that you 
the, perhaps even they can't be sad because either they're, they've died or they're suffering or they're in the middle of something. Mm -hmm. You, in fact, uh, demonstrate um, the true uh, empathy with their with their loss, with their suffering, yeah. uh, by sharing that sadness with them. Being able to understand and speak on their level, um, uh, that, that's the thing, is uh, allowing these emotions, these feelings to uh, open that window, I guess, so that we can speak to each other from that joined pain, that, that connective tissue of emotion, I guess. Is there a danger, though, Box, of um, assuming that we know what they're feeling here? Because everyone's pain is different. That's everyone's right. sadness has a different tin. That's right. Now, and so I guess I'm, I, this is what I'm saying. When I, when I was experienced that certain type of sadness, some of the pain came from people who were desperate to give me their sadness mm. as a demonstration that we were really together on this. That's right. No, we're kind of not. But yeah. Appreciating the effort, mm. absolutely, and not, and they weren't malicious people; they were very kind people. Um, but I wonder what's the middle ground. You don't want to just go, "Well, that's your pain. I can never really experience it, so I'll go over here and ignore it." Yeah. No, of course you want to be there. There's this wonderful skit by uh, these Christian actors called the Skit Guys, and it's right. it's uh, I forgot the name of it. It's the Something Booth. I can't remember the the title, but. In it, they illustrate one of the most powerful experiences I've had when I was suffering through sadness and even feeling depressed. You know, I had a lot of these Catholics come up to me and sprout, you know, shout out, uh, you know, scripture and and teaching. And I said, look, <laughs> rejoice! I know in the Lord this, always. I know this, you know, <laughs> I've studied theology, I know what you're saying, but it doesn't change how I'm feeling. And and this skit just illustrated, the, the powerful thing that happened to me as well is, Someone just came along, didn't say anything, and just sat with me, mm. no words, and, and shared a moment. Um, there was silence. There was no need to talk. And at the very end, they didn't have long to sit with me, but at the very end, they just patted me on the back. And uh, I, I didn't appreciate it in that moment, but after they left, I realized how much I appreciated it. All they said was, you're good. You know, and it didn't have to be that. Even just just that moment in silence with me meant the world, mm. because I knew that he didn't understand exactly what I was going through, but he was willing to be there with me. There is a temptation when we see someone suffering to want to come up with words that make it better, and 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 I know you've experienced this too. That often the words people say in those situations actually make it slightly worse. <laughs> Because they're almost always trite, yeah. And like you know, God's got it all under control. You know, you'll you'll be get through this. It's all right. Yeah, you. Know, you and those kinds of things just grate on you because you're saying all of these things are facts that I know. But as you said, mm. this is not what I'm feeling right now, yeah. and it doesn't help. Yeah. And I mean, Job's friends in the in the Bible, we always often pick on Job's friends because they <laughs> harangue him for forty something chapters. Yeah. But we often forget that they sat with him for seven days in silence mm. before that started. Mm. So we can't really pick on them until we've sat there for seven days. <laughs> Often just being there with someone, like in a hospital bed, mm. I've sat beside people for, for days just to be there. And um, it's an incredibly huge thing just to be around someone in that respect and, and to be there for them. It's a solidarity. Yeah. Also, sometimes 
like the Psalms, we need to sit beside someone and ask the same questions they are. Yeah. If they're going, I don't understand this, we can sit beside them and go, I don't understand it either. Yeah. So I'm going to sit here with you and not understand it. <laughs> this this sucks, and yeah, I want to understand it too. Yeah. Yep. And and it definitely sucks, and I'm asking the same questions, and that validates their questions. It also validates the fact that they're not going insane, because the temptation for us to make it right is actually about making us feel better. Yeah not the other person. I want to feel like I was useful. I mm. want to feel like I had some wise saying to say at this point when actually probably the best thing to do was admit that I was just as flummoxed and just as lost for an answer as That's they right. were. But I think that, that whole thing of trying to cure sadness and trying to uh, gloss it over so much in, in today's world is, oh, no, no, you can you know just ignore it or, you know, try to distract yeah. from sadness when there is, as we've spoken before, there is a wisdom that can be gained from it. And yes, I find that I, I know myself, I, certain, some of the things I've suffered, often people come up to me for advice, even if I don't know what to say, right? because they've seen that I've suffered uh, as, as much, if not, you know, in, in, in different ways. And, it doesn't have to be the same kind of suffering sometimes, but the fact that you have suffered, I think people just, as we said before, seek it out. And in mm. that way, it's not something that we should try to avoid or gloss over. Avoiding it actually becomes unhealthy because mm. if you if you dodge sadness, it often suppresses it, which, which actually ends up in, in anger or, or depression. Mm. It, perhaps a good question to ask is, is this appropriate? Is this proportional? Yeah. You know? Is it right to be sad about my father dying? Yes, it is. Mm. That's appropriate. It's it's love. It's just love expressed in regret and 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 loss. Is it appropriate to wallow in that as the only only emotion for my entire life? No, because there are other things to react to. There are other things I can focus on, which are you know my children being here should should be a reaction of joy. Other friendships should be a reaction of other things. And like we we had John McCarthy on a few weeks ago to talk about uh, slavery mm. in Australia, that should make me angry. Yeah. It should drive me to righteous anger. You know, you know, we should be sad about the way some people are treated. We should be joyful about uh, other things. In other words, is this emotion proportional to the circumstances? Mm. And if if I'm just sad because there's some very, very sad things going on, then I that's an appropriate reaction. Maybe I won't read the news for a week because mm. that would make me less sad. Because <laughs> to be honest, when I was reading the news almost obsessively for on my news apps and things, uh, it did make me feel sad constantly because they only bring you the bad news. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I think that there's a there's a certain amount of sadness which is appropriate to your circumstances, which is stuff that you know personally or is in your your area and things you can do, think something about. Mm. But when you borrow sadness from elsewhere, that's what worries me. Yeah. Last thing though, as before we finish up, we talked about art, we talked about music, and in particular I want to talk about music because there is a market for sad songs. Mm. <laughs> there's a kind of a market for, and if, if there's a really deeply sad song that's very self-sympathetic and, oh, woe is me, yeah. it tends to go really well. <laughs> Just, you know, one one every month or so, they'll get one of those in there because yeah. the rest of them are, yay, I've, I've found a new girl or something. <laughs> but the sadness song, I, I call it the sadness the song sadness because there's usually one or two in a, in a chart. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, 
where's that? I mean, there is a certain healthy uh, way of doing it. Um, I tend to go back to Schubert, who's a, co- a classical composer. When I'm when I'm feeling that way, mm. uh, it, it's sort of an almost wallowing in the emotion, which can be unhealthy if we let it drag on. Oh, yeah. But there is a healthy uh, way of actually reflecting on it mm. and allowing it to take us somewhere healthy yeah. in our response to sadness. What do you think? I mean, I don't know if it's too healthy, but uh, I, uh, in the past, uh, whenever I know there's something I haven't dealt with and there's something that I know is really upsetting me in, in, that, in the vein of sadness, I, I sometimes close myself into my room and listen to some of those sad songs, allow myself to, to just go through it, cry, and then deal with it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a bit weird like that myself. I oh, know I didn't mean to call you weird, but um, <laughs> it's okay. I embrace uh, it. I'm an artist. <laughs> I get well. I mean, I, I feel strong emotions all the time, mm. and it, it's very inconvenient. So I put them over here, and I'll, I'll deal with that when I have time. Yeah. But if I don't make time, mm. then they build up and become a quite a really big problem. Yeah. yeah. And so often I go, I'm feeling really, really, really sad. I miss my dad. It's really affecting me this week. I need to find a time mm. to cry. Yeah. To just go into a corner and cry somewhere. I don't want to do this in the middle of a staff meeting. It could get embarrassing. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> so, in other words, exactly what you said. Find a sad movie. Find a sad song. Yeah. Give myself liberty to actually be sad and yeah. focus on the object of my sadness, but not let it rule my life. That's right. That it's now. It's not in the background, coloring everything badly. Mm. It's it's healthily expressed, and now I'm going to get back to focusing on some joy. And, you know, and I can look at the sadness with a certain amount of um, hope as well. Yeah. Perhaps that's a good place to, to to wind up. When you mentioned when you've had other people who've experienced our sadness, we feel drawn to them. We feel like they can mm. get us. That's a big deal with the saints. Yeah. Often we talk about someone being a patron saint of X. It's almost always because they have had some kind of experience with the same sadness. Yeah. Like Saint Monica is the patron of mothers um, and parents of wayward children because Augustine was all over the place and she prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed Mm. and had that angst and finally in her last day saw him uh, home with the church. Yeah. So she has, she knows that sadness. And so when we ask her to pray for us, it's appealing to someone who we know knows the sadness and knows what prayers will be, be the best ones for us in those situations. It's a very important factor of the saints we understand they're they're human they Mm. went through the same stuff and they've experienced it and just like we would seek out friends who know us or know our sadness well we can also seek out friends in heaven who Mm. have known our sadness but they've also seen the end of it they've seen the joy that comes at the end and that's That's pretty important all right that's probably it for today if today's discussion got you thinking crying or arguing with your podcast device let us know um Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Discord. Give us a review. But remember, this is an Australian Catholic podcast. We reckon that's a good idea. We'll be back next week, but that's all for now. Thank you for listening to This Catholic Life.